Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. words. Okay. Ready to jump in? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today we're continuing our conversation about things to do before you start writing um, or when you kind of are thinking about starting a new project. What are some things to think about and ways to go into it intentionally? Today, we're going to focus really specifically on character development because that drives so much of your story. It's, you know, a character reflects plot. It affects everything, really, like what your character wants, what they need, what they fear, um, what they avoid. (laughs) (laughs) Run away from. (laughs) Exactly. So we we just thought it would be fun to kind of talk about some of the things that we do to develop characters um, and some of the things that maybe we haven't tried or are interested in and just kind of chat about what it looks like to plan out a character, to develop a character, to prep for writing a book with unique characters. Nope. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so do can you, I tell you the, yes. the weirdest thing I've ever done for a character? Prep? Absolutely. Because this is going to get weird. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> well, I have a couple of weird things I do. So one thing that I've started doing, and this has been really fascinating, is, and maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> oh, I, I already feel like I'm going to say some weird stuff. So you okay. go for it. And I well, will too. You know how you can save posts in Instagram to like, you can save to like folders or whatever. So sometimes when I'm going, I have like a folder that's just like character inspiration. So when I'm scrolling Instagram or reading like people's things and they mention something that's kind of quirky or a little out there or like, oh, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I dump it in my character. Do it. (laughs) things to just come back to later (laughs) I love that can can we jump on that because I think that's really key we are writing characters who represent human beings Mm -hmm. and we want them to have that feeling of someone who like they when someone reads them that they read as an authentic person in someone's imagination so taking from life what we have at our fingertips, that's so important. Whether it's like listening to a, a someone talking, like a scrap of dialogue that's a real conversation by human people <laughs> and writing it down, which I may have done. Um, I think it's important to like anything that sparks your curiosity or interest yes. or you're like, oh, that that gets me thinking of all these things you save it and you do it and you may come back to it. You may not, but having it and having it as something that you could just scroll through and be like, Oh, this is this character or this is that character. I think that's, I think that's great. Well, I think think what I'm realizing so much is that what makes characters stand out is the details. And it's like, it's the things that are random and kind of Mm -hmm. weird and the mashups of like, wait these things are together but yes they make such a unique character when they're put together and I think the way I'm thinking about characters lately is start with the stereotype (laughs) like start like because it's helpful like there's reasons those things exist start with the trope of the stereotype or the like okay this character is the best friend or this character is the hero or like this character is the villain you know like um because it's helpful for me to start with that big picture and then to say like okay how can I 
detail that out to make it so they're not just the villain or yes. the best friend like what are the specifics that make them something more than that um because they're still going to be that thing they're still going to be the best friend but those specifics are going to make them a really fun best friend or really yes. interesting best friend someone that actually feels like a real person and you want to read about and want to know more about and all of those things so I, I think that like process of starting with the big picture and then moving to the details has been really helpful for me and so like keeping a notebook of random details like that has also been helpful but i i think for the big picture stuff it's been interesting to me too to start I, one of the books it might have been conflict and suspense was talking about um like hiring other people's characters yeah <laughs> and i thought that that was a really interesting way to think about it and lately like as i've read things and been like oh, i love this character from this book yes i kind of also create like a little mental folder of like, here are some characters that I really loved in other things. I want to hire them. Now, Absolutely. obviously I can't just like steal that character and use yes. everything about them, but I can take them the same way that I would take that stereotype. I can take them as this big picture thing. And then I can start to tweak them and twist them and add this quirk that's not in that other book and mash them up with this character from this movie, at, yep. you know, like. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting way to think about it. And I, I'm really enjoying kind of playing with characters in that way. Well, and that's, you can, you can age them 10 years. You can, yes. like, there are so many different ways you can twist and tweak and change out certain elements because you may not need all of the things that that character was or what. Yeah. And I think realizing that that's what we do, like when we create we do take what we the material that we know so like getting introspective about those characters and saying yeah. okay what did i like about this character or what makes this character work there's um really great character study videos um yeah. sometimes from tv shows or from movies out there which talks about kind of the elements of characters yeah. and i think realizing that all of that is that is at our fingertips to use and yeah. literally we have to take from somewhere or something we can't steal so that we're actually basically um infringing on someone else's ip or we are doing the opposite and actually or not opposite but we're taking from someone who is actually alive we are just importing them wholesale and then kind of libeling them which we don't want to do either <laughs> but being able to like take yeah. that mashup whatever it is that concoction that you created a blender that's like okay i like the elements of this i like this character you know i want to create someone who has these elements who looks like this but it has a personality of this person yeah. that's all that's all the fun and play of character yes. development. Yeah, it is. So and it's fun. exciting. <laughs> it is like, totally. It's kind of like, you know, it, that that's the like joyous part of like creating your own, like populating your old world <laughs> and being like, okay, you get to come here and play in this sandbox and you get to come here and play. And that's, I think, any way that it's done, again, it's so long as you're not actually doing something that is a legal issue it's all it's all valid and i think you know cardboard characters are only that way if you do not take the time to make them into what you believe to be a well-rounded like yeah. being for me as long as i can see them as a well-rounded 
human being and I can get in touch with those elements of the character. I think that there's something very important to that step in the process. Like as you're writing the person themselves, being able to like see them as a well-rounded human being, being able to talk to them potentially, um, which I know I don't always interview them for for me in my character development process, I need to see their eyes. And I know that sounds probably a little strange, but I need to be able to look them in the eyes, either in my mind, like Uh I need to be able to see their face and look them in the eye and then kind of grapple with them. And if I can't see their eyes, I will then look until I can find a picture that I'm like, okay, that's their eyes. So that I can really get in touch with who that person is I don't know if that's just that's like so internalizing like the eyes or the like portal <laughs> into the soul or what but if I see their eyes like I I feel like I have a good handle on them whether or not I describe their eyes in the book yeah at all it's all about me getting in touch with them and being able to have that connection with them that's so interesting I don't feel that at all I I feel like I need to hear their voice like I need to know how they sound but other than that often I won't even know what they look like. Yeah. And I've had betas be like, wait, you need to tell me what this person looks like because you never once mentioned it. <laughs> um, well, and then that could be a valid choice as well. <laughs> and I think kind of, and I think that brings up something interesting is that mm-hmm. sometimes we need something for the process in order to write it. Yeah. But then sometimes like the betas, or yeah, just, just in general we'll need. tell you what they need but it's like oh you didn't like fully encompass whatever this is yeah. so at the beginning process it's that you getting in touch with the character and then the readers yeah. having telling you what they need to get in touch with the character I think that's such a good point too like for me there's a lot of character development that is really helpful to start with. And, and that's why we're talking about it now. Like it's helpful to know some things about your character before you go in, especially your main character or your main couple of characters. But there's also a lot of character development that I feel like happens in later drafts for me. Hmm. Like generally the things that I I'm realizing I really need to know. And that if I don't know them, I tend to get off track or I tend to write in the wrong direction is like the very basics, like what they, and it's not like, for me, at least, it's not the external of like what they look like. Like, I need to know what do they want? Yes. What's most important to them? What do they fear? Like, what do they really like? What would be the worst thing to happen to them? You know, like, yes. I need to know those really driving things, like what motivates yes. them, because I, otherwise I, I can't come up with the story like those I need yes. in order to find the story. And then Absolutely. once I find the story, then I often can go back and realize like, oh, okay this is because of this, which would also lead them to be like this and that stuff. And I can add in those little quirks or those little things that make them more unique. Um, But for me, often that doesn't come at the beginning. Yes. For me, finding out what they need is that part of that process as well, because I can figure out what they want, like what they would be able to say out loud, this is what I want. Or even if they don't, acknowledge it themselves you can see it through the actions yeah like what is the internal like need by the end of the story do they need to be at that I sometimes have to figure that out through the writing process of even figuring out how they talk about what they want Mm -hmm. so that you see the missing puzzle piece like what is really that missing element in their life that they wouldn't ever be able to tell you that they 
they need in their life that's missing, but that ultimately they will need to get to like that's yeah. the destination. And I think some of that is that very squishy, like it's not a surface level thing. It It's you have to almost get in touch as deeply as you try to get in touch with yourself, you know, like you have to yeah. know them on that type of level and even kind of interacting with them where you're just upfront getting dialogue, getting, you know, different things. Yeah. I think they, un- at least to me, they tend to unveil themselves like those elements of themselves over time yeah. and over process. Totally. And if, if there's something in the story that I realize is missing, once I get to that, I can go back in and fix it or go back in and like tighten that up. But if I don't go through the process of like getting the parts filled out at the beginning of the wants and what's driving forces, I'll never get to what it is they need. But I'll also not be able to look at a character and be like, you need this (laughs) because it will ultimately, at least to me, like when I try to do it that backwards way, it never really is is that heart of the character it, yeah. it literally is something that I'm like I'm bringing this in yeah. <laughs> shoehorning it in yeah I feel that too like need feels different it's so much harder to get at than want and when I try to decide what that is ahead of time it just doesn't come out in the writing as well but want is so much easier it's clear it's what the character knows it's what they can move forward with um, and when I start with want instead then I can usually find need or you can yes. kind of like stumble on it as you're writing and that's kind of what's fun about it is it's like uncovering buried treasure where all of a sudden you might be in the shower or you might be having a conversation with someone about the book and all of a sudden you're like it's this and yeah that's with one of my characters I was on the phone and I was saying you know this this is and this and all of a sudden like the idea just sparked in my head that I'm like that's what they need. And it it's amazing how some of that, even just by talking your way through, feeling your way through, there are great worksheets out there, but realizing that you may not have all the answers all at once and actually trust the process as long as you're digging in with that character and not allowing them to just stay surface, you know, yeah. your connection to them, your understanding of them. As long as you're doing that, the actual work of kind of getting in there with them, getting, you know, even asking them, they yeah. may not talk to you like, like an interview type thing. Well, and they may, they might. we've talked to a lot of authors who use interviews yeah. and interviewing, interviewing their characters as a way of character development and as a way of figuring out what they sound like, what they like, what they don't, um, just getting to yeah. know them. Well, and it feels I, a little weird, but I think it works. I think if you can kind of, it's the same as like acting, right? Or method acting, like getting into yes. that headspace of the character and then answering as they would answer. I think that's very important too, like the method acting type of thing or the looking at it from that acting perspective of it is that you're embodying a character and this character is inside you. So you are uniquely able to because it is kind of part of you somehow and I think for me part of that is giving yourself the space and the opportunity to have those interactions and not trying to force them especially if it's something that they may not be able to answer themselves or maybe you embodying that character may not be able to 
right away answer it, but giving yourself the time space to get at the answer. Even if you can't do it right now, realizing what the question is kind of as you go through, again, being introspective of like, what do you still need to figure out about this person? Yeah. And and then asking the question and maybe doing it multiple times and just bringing that character to mind. And again, I do it by kind of looking them in the eyes, so to speak, like <laughs> metaphorically, I guess. But I think however that works for you, getting into the asking the questions that you need, um, realizing yeah. what the question is and then asking it and and kind of coming back to it until you have that answer. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to hear the other weird thing I've tried? With Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my most recent whip, when I first started it, I knew it was going to be a found family and I had the four main found family members or like yes. people within this. Like, um, and then I knew there were, I knew like two or three other characters, <laughs> but I used uh, tarot cards which, you know, yeah. people have very silly fun, but, but it was no judgment. because it was, it was really just like a way of randomizing yeah. stuff. And I kind of like asked particular things, like, what does this character want? What is this character? I did ask, what does this character need? What do they fear? I asked, like, I had a backstory. I pulled for a backstory. I pulled for like, mm. what's their obstacle or what's like, what was really yes. interesting was that there were these really fascinating connections like I for for one thing like what someone needed was someone else's obstacle and you know like the, there was like these yeah. connections like that that showed up that I wouldn't have made and that just got me thinking in different ways even if I didn't necessarily yes. use them exactly or like you know and they're, the cards are all just images so they're just yes. things that spark ideas you know like which I had known I kind of had a little bit of world building already done when I did this but and I had known that there would be some refugee kind of element and it was really interesting. Some I pulled six of swords, I think it is, but it, it's an image of this person on a boat or like these three people on a boat mm-hmm. kind of moving across the water. They look kind of haggard and worn and like, it's sort yes. of a kind of card that sparks these ideas of like going on a journey, but not necessarily a journey that's like, yay, I'm charging into battle. Or <laughs> yeah. like, you know, It's kind of like a uh, maybe has some fear attached to it, some hiding yeah. attached to it, some of that. And it was interesting. Like I pulled that card for a character that I hadn't expected necessarily to be a refugee, but it fit really well with the other things I knew about them. And it was like, oh yeah, this gets me thinking about other aspects yes. of this world and gets me thinking about other things. And sometimes I think things like that, that like when you're not sure where to go, it can be yes. helpful to just like, yeah, roll a dice, <laughs> pull some tarot cards grab whatever and just see what ideas it sparks. It might not be exactly right. It might not be something you use, but it might get you thinking about that thing that is exactly right or that fits well. Well, and I think it's that process of honing in and one, all methods are valid. Like literally (laughs) anything that works. We come from a very traditional Christian background that would, my mother would be horrified if I didn't have have tarot cards. (laughs) Oh, indeed. Heavens to Betsy. Um, <laughs> it is that all methods are valid, but also it's honing in on what it is and what it isn't. And I yeah. think throwing stuff like that out and being able to interact with it and kind of see, does this ring true? Like asking yourself, does this, you know, okay, this is what's come up. Does this feel right? Does this feel right? And I think 
it's the act of trying things on and realizing what doesn't fit what isn't authentic to that character and then keep looking if if that wasn't right something else could be right that's where I think there's so many different lists and templates and you know methods of like this is the tried and true way of and what I love about having so many options of what you could look at you know there's things on Pinterest as well that talks about different characteristics different personality types you kind of can just grab from whatever you want yeah try things on see what fits see what doesn't and then start and then hone that even further as you get through maybe something you realize all of a sudden partway through a piece of information about your character and you're like oh that actually changes how this functioned or how this worked it's that process of discovery that process of figuring out what's right and going through that process there's literally no wrong method (laughs) so long as it keeps you moving some way forward yeah and I and I really I enjoyed that it was fun and it was like it was creative and sparked ideas and and did help me, I think, get ready to write and to feel like I knew the characters better. So this one, I can't even remember where it came from, but I thought it was just too good not to mention. Um, An author once said that every single one of her characters, she knows how they would respond in a bar bar fight situation like she puts them in these unique situations and not that you need to personally know how they would have interacted with a bar fight but I think having like little situations that are kind of test grounds where you put them in this situation and see if you can get in touch with how they would interact I think that's kind of a good way of testing if you're ready like with the character of kind of do you because yeah if you can answer that and you know like yeah (laughs) but it's like you probably are in a pretty good place to be able to start the process sometimes though like for me dialogue is actually the last thing that comes Mm -hmm. and so I'm able to get how they would interact in certain situations but their dialogue usually is filler until like the syntax part of it is usually tweaked towards the end of the process. Um, and some people do dialogue first and they yeah, actually dialogue work. is always my yep. first. My first drafts are almost all dialogue. Exactly. <laughs> and they work like they fill in other stuff. I think realizing that whatever you can whatever you can answer, yeah. and what you know, if you can't do other things, that's okay. Like do it do what you can sometimes they're you know sometimes their voice doesn't arrive until later sometimes Mm -hmm. how they look doesn't arrive until later and you might need to change it if there's height dynamic things which is always fun like I I love when people play around with like stature like and having having interesting choices there with that I'm I'm I tend to be rather tall for a woman and so like I enjoy when someone plays around with you know body types height any of those things that maybe aren't in the common way because I think not that everyone has to be you know distinctive and they all have to be really tall or really you know it doesn't have to be but you can play with it like contrast is fun and having those elements of like okay like what 
what what would that even do to these yeah. characters and the di- dynamics of them if you kind of play around with that yeah well and i think contrast is fun in so many on so many levels too like yes. you can contrast someone height but you can also contrast things in their personality and how yes. really how they would respond to a bar fight like Yay! one of the things i love about the bar fight <laughs> thing is that like stories are about conflict and tension you know like if you have no conflict there's not any story like it just absolutely is a perfect and- happy day and no one wants to read about that you know yes like, so but everybody responds to conflict and stress in different ways like we all have our own coping mechanisms our own habits and ways of responding to conflict to crisis situations and when you can hit different responses against each other and really show a group of characters that respond in different ways to that bar fight or whatever the situation is because there's always going to be a situation in every book there's always going to be absolutely some conflict tension whatever it is and and when you know that then i think you do have a really good handle on on what your characters how they'll move through this world in this story well, and communicating is actually something fun to play with too. Like someone who is a very good communicator and someone who is just terrible <laughs> at it, or someone who is an optimist and someone who's a pessimist. There's so many elements of that where, you know, someone who's very joyful and high spirited and the other one's just very kind of dour and, you know, always kind of looking at the logistics. And I think looking at those different elements where you can show difference and I, I think difference is just in kind of innately interesting yeah because you throw two things into the like room and you're like have fun like, yes. it's absolutely interesting. interesting and it and it creates conflict yep. it creates you know when people are different there's just bound to be ways they don't understand each other and conflict and tension and all of those things that are interesting it's drama you know yeah. like it creates drama absolutely <laughs> <watch> drama. <laughs> it's interesting to read and i think it's more interesting to write because then sure. you can you can go for it we've talked about dialing characters up and i think that's one of the ways is when you have like these characters kind of sharpened off of each other yeah. where they wouldn't choose that person to be their like partner to get from point A to point B, but they're stuck with them. So <laughs> you have to have fun with that. And, and even like building relationships that way, when you have to have them bridge so much distance, mm-hmm. um, that can be delicious to read, but interesting as well. Like it yeah. just, it, it means that you show so much change over time, which is super fun. For sure. So we hope that you head into your projects and head into NaNo if you're doing NaNo with some intentionality as you think about your characters. We hope that you think not just about the external, but also the internal and kind of what's driving them. And we've found it really helpful to think about kind of a cast of characters, (laughs) like how do these characters relate to each other and to their world and where might they be different in various ways. So hopefully this gives you some ideas. We'll have lots of stuff in the show notes yes. for, for you. <laughs> lots of templates and different templates and resources and questions yeah. you can ask and things like that, which will be fun goodies. So check that out for sure. We hope you subscribe if you enjoyed this and we hope you find us on Instagram and come connect with us. We would love to hear about the characters that you're creating and what fun thing quirks you're giving them and what fun different things you're trying, trying to process them out because there are lots of different ways to do this. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Keep reading, keep writing, keep putting stuff out in the world, creating fun characters. (laughs) Yay.